Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Today, we're going to talk about threesomes and we're going to talk about all the strategies that you can implement to make sure you're having a successful threesome and how you can talk about this topic with your partner and how you can work through the jealousy. Before I go to the guest bio, I wanted to remind you guys for those of you that you haven't downloaded lists of 101 ways to spice up the relationship, make sure you are downloading it. The link is in the show notes. A few months ago, I curated the list of the activities that I see that in my practice people are implementing or personally with friends and myself. And it, it has been transformative as far as bringing novelty and excitement to the relationship. So the link is in the show notes, completely free. It's my gift to you. So as I mentioned that today we're going to talk about threesomes and our guest is Dr. Rachel Needle. She's the founder and executive director of the Whole Health Psychological Center. She's a licensed psychologist, certified sex therapist, and an entrepreneur. Dr. Needle has specialized training in the areas of substance use disorder, trauma, sex, and relationships. She received her MS and PsyD in clinical psychology from Novo Southwestern University, her BA in psychology from Bernard College, Columbia University, and completed an internship in clinical psychology at University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey and Robert Wood Medical School in Picataway. I hope I'm saying it right, in New Jersey. She's an adjunct faculty in the university. She's also the co-founder and co-director of Modern Sex Therapy Institute. And also she started her own PhD program in clinical sexology. She's going to talk about it in details at the end of the interview. So if you want to read her full bio, check out our show notes. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Rachel Needle. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited and honored to have Dr. Rachel Needle on our show today. Rachel, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you on the show. Before we started recording, you were talking about all this wonderful CU programs that you have and training program and all of that. So guys, if you are interested to learn about psychology of sex, sexology, stay tuned. We're going to talk about all the wonderful programming that Dr. Neil offers. But today we're going to talk about one of the topics that we haven't addressed on the show, and I get tons of questions about it. We're going to talk about threesomes. So Dr. Needle, Rachel, tell me, how common are these fantasies? So they're extremely common. Some studies will show that they're the number one sexual fantasy that people have. But then other research will also show that while it's a common fantasy, you know, only about 10% of women and 18% of men will actually engage in a threesome. 
So a lot of people fantasize about it. It's very common when I, I always talk about sexual fantasies in my practice and the statistics are great, but also similar to what you said, I hear it comes up a lot for couples and like many of our couples and individuals and like many of our fantasies, it doesn't mean that when we're having the fantasies, that's something that we want to act on it. So if the couples are in the kind of process of thinking, should I act on it? Should I not act on it? How can they decide that acting on it would be a good approach for the relationship? So that's a great question. I mean, threesomes can be tricky, right? They're not for everybody, especially when you're in a committed relationship. So you have to be prepared that the fantasy, the threesome fantasy might not be everything that you've imagined that it will be once you put it into action. So, you know, the first thing I tell people is I talk to them about understanding why they want a threesome, right? Is it something that should stay a fantasy or is it something that they should try? If there are any obstacles that could get in the way, because, you know, as with anything, when you introduce something new into the relationship, whether it's a person or, or a, a prop, you have to be prepared for how it's going to impact you. You have to have a lot of communication around the issue. So you want to make sure you communicate with your partner in depth about what to prepare for, what you're envisioning, what's okay, what's not okay for you when you do engage in a threesome. So you have to have boundaries and ground rules set up. And that's that's such an important thing because sometimes people, I feel, get too enthusiastic, which is nothing wrong with that, but they're not thinking it through and they act on it and it can cause tons of different emotions and confusion and frustrations around it. So it's good that you're encouraging people to talk about their boundaries and what they think will help them to get through this to get more easily and smoothly. And I love that you talked about kind of like imagine like exploring it with your partner before acting on it. And the other piece of it is many people, their first encounter around threesomes are through porn. And I have nothing against porn, but it's a production. So of course, your first experience might not go as smoothly as it goes into porn. So it's good to kind of have realistic expectations about it if this is something that you haven't done. For sure. Well, when you watch sexual imagery or videos, you know, you're not seeing what led up to or what comes after. So, you know, in, in terms of preparation, you don't know what those people did to prepare for the three, you know, for the threesome. And again, it also depends on whether you're in a committed relationship or not and what those boundaries are. You know, you have to know what you're comfortable with and what your limitations are going to be before you decide to engage in you know, having another partner come into the sexual relationship with you, even if it's just for that one time. So I tell people that, you know, they can, should establish a safe word, right? Because there should always be a point in time where you can stop if you're not comfortable anymore. So it, it could be a way to check in with your partner to make sure you want to continue. So on the one hand, threesomes can be incredibly exciting and can add spice to your sex life, right? But it can also lead to disappointment and awkwardness and so you really need to evaluate sort of why you're wanting to do this and, and think through it with your partner very openly and in depth before you decide to move forward. And I can imagine that there are tons of challenges that come up with couples. As you said, I love the idea of safe work. And I can imagine like the people can use it for either at any point that they feel like emotionally, physically, for any reason, they don't want to go through it. So some, some experience that I had from, that I heard from clients, they told me that 
I usually hear the stories from my male clients that they were, the partner was on board with it and in the middle of it, like she got disappointed or afterwards she didn't want it. It's kind of like she got very frustrated and angry. So what can people do to manage some of those emotions? So I can imagine that we're not necessarily have awareness around our like emotion that will come up at times. Sometimes emotions resurface. We haven't kind of like anticipate them coming up. So tell us a little more more about how can we manage difficult emotion as they come up during the process? Sure. I mean, be honest about them. If you're having a hard time at any point, let your partner know and you can pause. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to stop. You can't come back to it, but take a pause and try to talk through it with your partner and understand what is coming up. You know, what kind of partner you want to come in what you would do during that, and even role play with your partner about having a threesome can be a good place to start, right? It can be really hot to talk about having somebody else in the room, what you would do to that person, you know, and and think about that without having them in the room. So I think that's a really good place to start if you're questioning whether or not you want to go through with it is instead start by imagining it and role playing with your partner to see what it would feel like. And I love that you're talking about kind of like having this kind of conversation. Having the conversation can be spicing up the sexual experiences and desire in partners because I often recommend people that they're not completely sure that kind of start with talking about the fantasy and role playing that piece. And then perhaps the next step would be kind of maybe going to a club and you're seeing your partner making out with someone else. So, yeah, so you can see that what, what will come up for you. And, and even when some people find it hot or exciting, you know, envisioning their partner with somebody else, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have that same feeling when it's actually happening in reality. So just be prepared for that. For some, it will be or can be even more exciting when, they, when it actually happens. And for some, it won't be. And let that be okay. So, you know, don't judge yourself for whatever reason if you're not enjoying it or if you're enjoying it a lot. Whatever it is, it is, and you can work on communicating and understanding more about the feelings that come up as with anything else with your partner. So we talked about like potential discomfort and change of heart is one of the challenges. Any other challenge that comes to your mind? I think a couple in just terms of motivation for having a threesome. For a lot of people, the motivation is curiosity. And for others, it, it can be, you know, just adding to and trying to make our, you know, your sexual life more exciting and, and change it up a little bit. But it's important to remember that having a threesome is not going to solve your relationship problems or, you know, suddenly make your, your sex life, you know, the best that it's ever been. So if this is why you're hoping, you know, wanting to do it and what you're hoping for, you should take a step back and just, again, evaluate what's realistic and what's not so that you don't set yourself up for disappointment. What an important topic and kind of point that this this can be a hot and the best case hot and wonderful experience, but it's not going to be the solution to all of those unresolved issues. And sometimes, as you mentioned, the fantasy might, but might be more attractive than the reality or for some people, they can find aspect of their sexuality that they never explored. So I, I think these are very good, good things to people to keep in mind. And I think the other question that comes up often when I see couples, when they are explore these things and they want to act on those is where can they find a third partner? And, and that's an excellent question. So, you know, everybody is different. And, and what's important is you also want to make sure that not only that both partners are interested in bringing a third party in, 
so that you're not just doing it for your partner, but that you're both attracted to, but you know, the person that you're bringing in kind of seems fair. In my opinion, you know, there's differing, differing opinions about who should be involved in a threesome. My opinion has always been that when choosing a partner, I think it's best to stay away from friends or people you see on a regular basis, at least at the beginning until you understand and know yourself and how you're going to feel um, when engaged, if this is your first time doing it with your partner, because it can really complicate things and bring up insecurities and discomfort when it's with somebody who you and or your partner will be interacting with on a more regular basis. So I think that's really important. I think that that is very important. You're right. I didn't think about it. A part of me wondered if that's someone that you know, then there would be it would be easier and more comfortable. But you're right that if this is a new experience for you, it might be easier if there will be the opportunity for you in future if things doesn't work out to yeah. kind of disengage from that. And I know many people even go work with like sex workers. People are more experienced around that. So there could be a number of different ways that people can explore this. One thing that I sometimes hear from my friends and from my clients is that people are not talking about that's their intention. The couple's approaching the third party and it can be very awkward and kind of like they, they don't talk about it and they make advances and that can be very confusing. So I would imagine there are places that people can go, websites, those, those resources that they can find the third parties that are willing to be part of it and excited about part of being part of this sexual experience. Yeah, now more than ever, there there's a variety of resources, websites, apps, you know, where you can find somebody. And, you know, I always talk to people, especially when it's somebody that you don't know, obviously, right? But but you may not know their history anyway, but be sure to practice safe sex, take precautions. So if you can, for every party to get tested before engaging in sexual activity, that would be, of course, the best bet and, and the safest thing to do and still to use, obviously, other precautions. So depending on where you meet somebody and what the time frame is, right? It's not always possible. So there are websites that actually, and apps that have that included where people people exchange testing information. And so important, think about safe sex, because if you are choosing like any other context of like sexual interaction, if you're choosing people that they don't know, or even if they know, if you, you know them, but they, they you haven't been intimate with them, it's super important to know about their sexual history. And if there's this possibility of you having that information in advance, that can relieve people from the worries and anxiety and help you to have a wonderful experience. So one of the things that I, at times I hear a lot, specifically from people on a, like a, a longer term relationships are that they notice jealousy comes up during and after. They haven't thought about it before. So it, it's not like they, they were insecure and went into this situation, but somehow throughout the process, their jealousy gets triggered and it becomes very hard for them to, even if they don't say anything to their partner afterward to reconnect emotionally with their partner. I had a few of those experiences with my clients. So I'm kind of curious, what are some of the recommendations you have around jealousy when it comes to threesomes? Yeah, it's a great question because depending on the situation, a lot of jealousy, hurt, surprise, you know, feelings of discomfort, all sorts of, of emotions can come up and positive ones too. So I always talk to people about the importance of kind of debriefing with your partner after. It doesn't have to be the minute that you finish, obviously, right? But but have a time where you're going to reconnect and talk about the experience, what you enjoyed, what worked for you, what feelings came up for you and your partner and try to just be present and understand 
you know, and listen to what came up for your partner so that you can help empathize and validate and be present as a partner and make changes for next time if there will be or realize that maybe you're not at the point in your relationship where this is something that you can further explore. And again, that's another reason why I think having somebody who, you know, you don't fear you'll run into or your partner could interact with again, you know, could be really helpful. And I agree with you that this is a work in progress. So if this is something that people want to continue doing, debriefing or not, the debriefing can be helpful, helping your partner to see if they enjoyed it or not, what was working for them and what didn't work. And like first time, like, you know, that people have this experience that they might learn things about themselves. And you can communicate this with your partner. You know, when I saw this, I felt this. So you can plan accordingly. So in future, if you decide to do this, you would have a more positive experiences. And you learn a lot about your partner seeing them in the different contexts and interacting with another person. So I think it can be, I don't want it to be kind of only I'm focusing on negative. It can be a wonderful experience, but I feel people need to be intentional and more thoughtful about it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it can be incredibly rewarding uh, and exciting. So there, there's both sides as long as you're both prepared and have, you know, like I said, if you've prepared for it, if you've communicated, if you've talked about seriously, like in, in great detail, like, you know, are you okay with certain things like kissing or oral sex performed on one, but not both of you? You know, recently I had a couple who one of the partners was just not okay with penetration. The other one was, but one was not. And that's okay. As long as you're both, you both can come to a, a, a decision together and be on the same page, then that's fine. And I love that you're talking, even when, when people think about sex, they only think about penetration, but so important to think about all different things that is involved potentially in a threesome. And will you be okay with that or not? Or you wanted that specific thing to be in in the realm of your relationship with your partner. The other fear that at times I hear people have is the fear of what if like a subset of people, like two of them become closer and emotionally get involved, especially if that's someone that you will have a contact with and the third person will feel excluded. So I think that's challenging, not necessarily on a hookup context, but on the ongoing threesome experiences. Yeah. And and listen, that's definitely possible, right? And that's another reason to prepare is that you need to make sure that you and your partner are on the same page that during the interaction, the specialness of the relationship needs to be, uh, of the primary relationship needs to be protected if that's what you feel is, is necessary, right? And that that can be really important to maintaining if you're in a relationship where, where you want to keep that primary, that relationship to be intact. So, so make sure that you are being conscious of that throughout, that you are prioritizing the specialness of that, that, I mean, you know, primary relationship. Right. And I think be okay with your kind of like your emotional reaction to it, uh, not necessarily to try to appear certain ways. So because sometimes I have clients that they think it's cool to be part of a threesome, but emotionally they're not okay with it. They're not ready for it. So it's important to pay attention, engage your emotions. And I love the emphasis of that you had on motivation, kind of being honest about about your motivation around it. Is this a gift that you're giving to your partner? What will you be okay with this realm of gift? Or is it for you that you want to explore different kinds of sexual experiences? Is it for you that you want to explore having sexual encounters with the same sex? So there could be a number of different reasons or people might agree to experiment with this. 
Yeah. And as you mentioned, I mean, some people want to do it, you know, for their partner. And that's typically, I mean, it's not uncommon for one to want it more than the other or for to be sort of come from one person over the other. But if you're doing it solely to make your partner happy, that might, then you might want to, you know, rethink that and explore how you might be impacted by that by the threesome, you know, because if you're doing it just for your partner and it's not something you're interested in, or even worse, if it's something that has a negative connotation for you, but you are doing it to not lose your partner or because you think they need more or they might, they might step out on the relationship if you're in a monogamous relationship, then you need to rethink that motivation because it could end up harming the relationship. I agree with you. And to, among all of those things we talked about, or as it relates to motivation, I feel like the gifting piece can be the more complicated part. Because, you know, sometimes people are not necessarily focusing on their emotions and what might come up for them. And there could be the different way of safer way of people, uh, safer, I mean, emotionally for them to explore this and kind of make things more exciting with their partner without having this, perhaps the consequences that I'm sure you experience with your clients. And I, I hear from them of feeling betrayal and frustration and jealousy piece. But I think it can be a fantastic thing, but it, it's important for people to be thoughtful about whether it's the right experience for them or not. And what do they need to get prepared for the experience? So, yeah, so I mean, I think it's good that, you know, just try to picture the situation and talk about why you want it best and worst, you know, best and worst case possibilities before you decide that you're going to move forward. I mean, I think it's just, you know, you want to anticipate your feelings and just prepare for them, you know, prior to being in the situation. Right. And again, you can define the relationship. Each partner can define the relationship and negotiate that experience the, the way that they want it. It doesn't mean like it needs all parties needs to be involved. Someone can watch. It could be different kind of sexual interaction. So it's, it's important, as you said, to kind of like imagine what would be the best case for you and talk about it openly with your partner and kind of make sure that if you are in a, like you have a relationship structure and there's a primary relationship relationship, what can you do to make sure that if that's a priority for you to specialness of the relationship remain between you and your partner? Absolutely. It's so important. So tell us, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about how to have a successful threesome before we transition? No, I think that, listen, it can be, as I mentioned, this can be really exciting and a lot of fun and super hot. But just make sure that you're prepared and that you communicate with your partner and that you're on the same page and set yourself up for success as with anything else. And, you know, when you're when you're experimenting with something new in the relationship and then, you know, make sure that that it stays exciting. And it's, if at any point it's not, then stop. Right. And be open and honest about your emotions and be okay with communicating that with the partner. I love this. Yeah, I mean, just because you're not comfortable at this particular time doesn't mean that you know, after communicating with your partner and setting up some other boundaries and limits, limitations that you might not be the next time. Doesn't mean that you're, you know, just because you're having a reaction or, or, you know, it doesn't work for you this time, doesn't mean that the next time you can't be, you know, in a position where it is super exciting for you and that you do really enjoy it. 
So don't give up if the first time it's not for you. Absolutely. And I think you can, around all like doing this new sexual experiences, you learn a lot about yourself, what's desirable, even if quote unquote appears not successful, the chances are, you know, throughout the process, you learn things about things that makes you more excited and connected with your sexuality. I have at times clients are telling me seeing their partner making out with someone else. That part of it was hot for them, but the other parts were not necessarily resonated with them. So I think these are the, these all can be tools that you can add to your toolbox. No, I think those are excellent points. You know, everything, everything teaches us something about ourselves. So, you know, it's important to explore that both with yourself and with your partner. You know, keep trying different things. If this isn't the thing that, if this is, threesome isn't what you had hoped and you don't want to try it again, then look at other ways that you can engage your curiosity or introduce something new or more exciting for you if that's what you're looking for. Just know your motivations and know that this isn't the only way to get them met. Awesome. Thank you so much for all this wonderful tips and information. And I bet our listeners, they appreciate hearing this from someone that work with couples and seeing clients that they work through this either successfully or they needed some support around fine tuning their sexual experiences. So I know that you, as I mentioned beginning in the episode, that you offer tons of continuing education. You have different programs. So please tell us if our listeners want to know more about human sexuality, about your practice, what are some of the ways that they can get a hold of you? Thank you so much for, for offering that. So again, my name is Dr. Rachel Needle. I'm a licensed psychologist and I'm based in South Florida. I do run a group practice called the Whole Health Psychological Center that has specialists in different areas of psychology, but I'm also very proud to be the co-director of Modern Sex Therapy Institutes. And I have two wonderful partners, Dr. Joe Kaur and Dr. Ricky Siegel, and we do not just continuing education for medical and mental health professionals around the world, but we do certification programs, including sex therapy certification, couples and sex therapy certification, LGBTQIA affirmative therapy certification, alternative relationship certification, medical sexology, sex counselor, sex educator, and we are about to launch our transgender mental health care certification, which is very exciting. And uh, we recently were approved to provide a PhD in clinical sexology. You get certified as a sex therapist along the way, or you meet all those requirements if you're wanting to um, apply through a different organization like ASECT for certification. But, you know, ultimately after two years, you end up with a PhD in clinical sexology. So it's a wonderful program. Our website is Modern Sex Therapy Institutes, that's plural, dot com. So you can reach me there. You can reach me at Dr. Rachel Needle, D-R-R-A-C-H-E-L-N-E-E-D-L-E at gmail.com or area code 561-379-7207. So I'd love to hear from you if you're interested in any training opportunities, certifications, or a PhD. What a great program that you're offering is that part of their PhD program can people get a requirement for ASAC. I remember, so I have a PhD and none of my classes was <laughs> qualified for wow. ASAC. So I had to go and post-graduation get all of these credits. So what a gift that your program not only offers like great education about human sexuality, but people can use that courses for certification. Yeah, that was really important to us in designing the program because you know, listen, the truth is, is that these are all for licensed mental health and medical professionals. We've done a lot of schooling. We spent a lot of time and money and we wanted to try to 
make it affordable, accessible, and applicable. And so we wanted for it to transfer and mimic, mirror, I'm sorry, you know, some of the requirements so that people didn't have to do two, two separate times and pay for it two separate times. So that was really important to us. And also through modern institutes, I'm, I'm part of your email list. And even if people don't want to do the whole program, you guys offer tons of really good trainings with one of the best people in the field. So guys, if you are even not thinking about pursuing kind of a whole program and sex, sex education or sex therapy, deal your program with the modern institute is very helpful with helping people to get more tools when they want to work with couples around sex and sexuality. Yeah, for sure. We do individual continuing education workshops. Everything's available live in person in eight different states, live via webinar, no matter where we are. And we professionally video record all of our workshops to make it available, you know, after the fact. And you're right, we have, you know, it was also important that people got a varied and diverse education. So we have experts in their particular area from all over the country as our faculty. So that we're really excited about that. We're very lucky to have some incredible experts. Thank you so much for all you're doing to contribute with our field. I know you're very active and different levels of making sure the sex education is something that's accessible to everyone, whether uh, people who are as part of their interests or a professional. We really appreciate you and all the hard work that you do. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You're fantastic. I hope you found my conversation with Dr. Rachel Needle informative. It's not like I'm against threesomes. The reason that we, I feel we focused partly more toward the negative parts and kind of like problem solving part of threesomes, because the reason I chose to curate the questions in that way uh, was that we all know threesomes can be hot. It's one of those most common fantasies. So I want you to be thoughtful and intentional when it comes to planning it, because I, I want you to be able to constantly elevate your sex life. And sometimes when people are acting on these fantasies without planning accordingly without paying attention their, to their thoughts and desires, that can create a negative experience and that can hinder their sex life. So I definitely encourage you to kind of be thoughtful about it, think about your boundaries. And the more that you have through some experiences, then you can be more relaxed about some of those personal or relational boundaries. When you have more trust in the process, you might not need some of those specific rules and regulations around the behaviors and things of that nature. Also, I'm kind of curious to hear from those of you guys who have successful threesomes. So I want you to, you can record your voice in our podcast. You can record your voice at sexologypodcast.com and let us know what did you do that you think that helped you to have a successful threesome. Give us your feedback. Give us your thoughts. I would be curious to see what are some of the tools that you can share with the rest of us as far as kind of like planning, implementing the strategy that makes sure you're having great experiences when you are doing this more adventurous stuff. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help 
from a licensed mental health provider.